Welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast. We're a little bit chirpier this week, and uh, we've got a few people around the table. We've got a posh new table in the studios. Hi, Gareth. Hello, Barry. Rob. Hello, Barry. Paul. Hello, Gareth. Terry. Nice to see you, Barry. You made us again, then? I made it again, yeah. yeah. Hi, mate. Hiya. You alright? Hi. And Dan. Hello. Right, okay, since our last time we uh, convened in this uh, studio we played two games and we'll start off, we'll have a look back at the Bournemouth game. Uh, a little bit of a turning point could it be in our season that game, so uh, Gareth, have you got some stats for us please? Yes, the stats from the Bournemouth game. Possession, 49% to Bournemouth and 51% to Latics. Attempt, 17 to Bournemouth, 11 to Wigan. On target, Bournemouth managed 6 and Wigan just 2. Fowles committed, Bournemouth committed 11 and Wigan 12. Bournemouth got two yellow cards, Wigan got one. No reds and the result, sorry we lost 2-0 again. Right, so um, that's a bit of a catalyst, a bit of a turning point in the season, maybe that game. I think we reached rock bottom with it. Uh, not just the performance, but there's lots of rumours flying around. I don't know if, if we've all heard about them, mm-hmm. what was going on. Some of them I think were very true, and some of them probably made up. Um, Rob, what do you think of uh, first of all the, the result? The result, uh, I don't think it was what we was quite expecting. I think we was probably hopeful of at least taking a point down there. They've not been any great shakes, Bournemouth recently in, in the league. I know they had a good win at Cardiff in the league cup, but it was a very disappointing result and a very disappointing performance to boot it was and um, there was a couple of changes Paul that day made um, no, most notably uh, James McLean didn't even make the bench after playing what some people considered quite well against Ipswich on the Tuesday night yeah um, it, it, it's very easy um, I was having this discussion with somebody last night it's very easy to read into that that there's big issues in the, in the dressing room and as we know Rosler keeps his cards very close to his chest so there's no knowing whether or not that was for discipline reasons, injury reasons or anything, it could be anything in the absence of solid information people will speculate hmm. James McLean seems to be of the opinion he'd been dropped to the bench and he didn't like it but anyway, we'll move on from that well, I, and for what reasons? Yeah, maybe just they just felt that he wasn't the right man for to play against Bournemouth. Sorry, was it? Uh, well, I didn't see the Bournemouth game. Didn't see an Australian. Uh, obviously, didn't see it live, so I can't comment on the game. Uh, as far as the rumours about uh, what McLean are concerned, I, I, I've been reading about this bad apple and that bad apple. But watching last night's game, if if that's a bad apple, give me a bushel. Because he was outstanding last night, so mm. I, mm. you know, I can't comment on the Bournemouth game or all the rumours, quote rumours, about him being disgusted about being dropped. But uh, he sure as hell came out last night and tried to prove a point. Hmm. Yeah. What? Sorry. So we got. Uh, uh, I, I I actually switched my radio off on Saturday. I was that peed off. I was I was getting angry because obviously you'd you'd heard things you know people said texts and said this and said that, and then I'm listening to the radio I'm listening to um, 
Wigan giving so much possession away at key moments. Um, my grandson was around with me and we were making some chocolate cakes. Chocolate cake mix ended up all over the walls of my kitchen. And I, I switched it <laughs> off and I thought, stuff this, I'm going watching Sky Sports News. I was that, that annoyed and that angry. Because I just thought, they're behaving like, some of these people are behaving like kids. And then, just like Terry said, mm. and then last night's game, which we'll come to in a minute. Which we will come to in a minute, but you yeah. cannot know, look at each individual game well, we without, are, without taking all them things into okay. well, well, we'll talk about it when we get around to it. <coughs> so, Dan, I, I know you was in Skeggy on, on Saturday, yes, weren't you? Yes, I was in uh, the same boat as Terry, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> Except he wasn't in Skegness. Right, so, <laughs> get a bit of a surprise when you, uh, you saw the results. <coughs> Not really. I was watching it on final score we were one nil down at the time and i always thought oh, we can come back from this but that's on the basis of just the previous games which we weren't playing very well at but i kind of expected us to have a big kick up the backside from Whelan and from from rosler after what? that after the Swiss game yeah absolutely because as rob said it oh sorry as you said it could have been a big turning point in the season yeah well i i i watched it uh I didn't watch it live, but I watched it on the old internet, and it was quite a poor performance. I thought both their goals were, were down to us, defensive virus, um, was posing no threat going forward. I think uh, for shot on target, which was some some proper weak effort, was in the 67th for minute. Tuna. Yeah, with and the then, header. Yeah, that's the one. And then uh, Andy Delore had a 91st minute daisy cutter from a free kick from about 50 yards, which the goalkeeper just gathered uh, and that was that was our threat there was nothing else Gareth well I couldn't go to the game so I was talking to a mate last night at the match he was one of the 422 hardy souls great great though that isn't it that, it is. that's following fantastic. fantastic and I said to him well Chris I said were we really that bad at Bournemouth and he said no no we were worse he said we were bloody awful oh, that's interesting that's yeah. what he said yeah. He said the, the the most annoying thing about it was the fact that we were behind and we showed no sign of any fight mm. at all. That's yeah. what he said. Uh, and he knows what he's on about. Well, I, 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 looking at it, for me, I thought that whether the rumours were true or not, the morale of the club was on the floor after that game. We've had a really bad start. It looked like there was there was some things behind the scene going on. There was there must have been something. Going on behind. In fact, there was some some stuff going on behind the scenes. We if know you're not that. winning games, you shouldn't be happy behind the scenes. No, but you should you should be determined to put things right. And they didn't look determined. It was yeah, it was I, like they were going through the motions. I don't mean they weren't giving hundred percent because the professional footballers, but doing what I told you lot not to do, <laughs> jumping forward to last night. They, they were so fired up for that game. That fire in the, what was in the bellies wasn't there on, on Saturday, and that was a big difference. Can I flip it back to what we were discussing last week after yeah. the Ipswich game, which we thought we lacked a little bit of fire, we lacked a little bit of passion, and we were all saying, could there be possibly something wrong with the dressing room, etc., etc. It seems that the events of Saturday were more than just losing a football match, and I think. That's what aggravated most of the, the uh, Herdy supporters who actually went down to Bournemouth. Well, I, I and think I think that's what people seem to forget, is you've got a hell of a lot of people who will make such a massive journey to watch their team and be treated to something as dismal as that. 
Yeah. That is bang out of order. Bang out of order. I think the, uh, uh, the, the team selection cost sort of through a lot of people as well. When we looked at the team sheet, you yeah. got Fortuny and Waggon. So, no, I love Waggon. I'd have him, you know, I'd, I'd be tempted to throw him in every week because I think he's fantastic. But when we just bought two strikers because the strike, you know, and they're both on the bench, you makes you wonder what exactly what's going on well, well it just gives us three strikers instead of two I mean, you don't prioritise because you bought these two guys why can't to me should be in this team I, I think so I, I, I don't know about anybody else but simply because you buy two strikers you're committed to play those two strikers that's fine but when you've got one who can who can actually play and we've seen him play then surely just mix them up you've got two out of three but when you only play one, and you, uh, did Waghorn make the bench last night? No. 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 I think the reasons for it, which probably wrong, I mean it wouldn't have been my team selection, I thought the team selection was a shocker Saturday for me, I thought, you know, it, it struck me a man under severe pressure. I mean, it, the reason he's changed it is nothing had worked in previous games, so he's mm. sort of clutching at straws by throwing Fortuna on open his chomping at the bit to you know put a shift in <coughs> well if you're going to leave anybody out Rob Keenan was the man because he's oh, I hate knocking out players but he's been awful this season yeah, but you, can't, you can't swap him for Fortuna can no. you no well no <laughs> Leon Barnett's there change, change the situation at the back go for do something different yeah. but I feel sorry for Keenan I don't mean I don't think he's crap because I don't he, he, he was a lad screaming out for a rest and apparently, so I think a lot of the problem with that is the midfield in front was struggling, which means that he doesn't have the out balls, which is yeah. what he plays. Yeah. Um, but he was, edit he was editing it two yards as a clearance. He, he was missing challenges. Yeah, but he, the goal yeah, on yeah, Saturday, he was sat on his arse. It's right, the fundamentals of defending was wrong. Yeah, and that, that's a bigger issue confidence. than him not be able to pass the ball. His confidence has gone down. Yeah, it's affected the rest of the You have to team. understand, this is a young kid who's just come into this team. And a young kid who comes into this team, though winning and playing well, he will play well. He'll have that confidence. But if you're not winning, and if you're not playing well, for a young kid, he's going to be thinking all the time. Yeah, it's a very And if you think as a football player, you're screwed. Yeah, I, I, th I think the other thing going with like team selections, we have a cracking squad. We have two players for every position. You can pick um, 18 on a match day, which means that on any given day, there are one of those 18 is a keeper. So on any given day, out of the 22 players that you've got, there are five of them that are not in the match day squad. That are because we've got two strong players in every position. You put 11 on the pitch, you got you put another 6 on the bench, that's 17. So you've got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. So Two of them are injured though. But mm. you've got players that are deserving of a position in the squad, arguably deserving of a position in the team when the team's not doing well, can't even get on the bench. And there's, an, there's always going to be an argument that somebody is being hard done to. But Espinosa seems to be one of those players all the time. It's completely paradoxical though, because if you look, we've supposedly got all these strong players. Just a minute now, just a minute. What? Say so that again. What? Say what again? P 
Paradoxical. Is that, a, is that a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. no, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's these plebs. It's those crazy plebs. Sorry, I'm making up words now. No, no, no. This is what it's sung to, sorry. We've got all these strong players on the bench, but we're playing so badly. If they're so strong, why aren't they competing for a place in the team? Well, they are competing for a place in the team. You, you then ask the question, why are they not getting selected? But then, if you start chopping and changing the team every week, because the players that have been selected aren't playing well, you then start getting slagged off because, oh, Mr Tinkerman. So, because you've got a good squad, you have a manager who, if he does not win, there is always going to be an angle from which to criticise him. And that's been... The, the basic problem is they've not been winning, therefore the criticisms and the pelters have been coming in. The problem for me though is not the fact that we've not been winning, although that is a major, major problem. It's because we've been playing awful. Yeah. There's been that's the big thing for me. And the league yeah. table backs that up because we're now in twentieth position. Yeah. Well, there's been a total lack of confidence throughout the whole squad. You know, you, you, you're talking about Rob Kane, and it, it's the whole squad. Yeah. It's been upstairs for the whole squad, and it took you know. You look at the squad under Martinez when we did the meet and greets and the difference that just something came along and sparked the squad and you know you've got the switch with Maloney Sean Maloney at Norwich getting fit um, but after Norwich there was a couple of performances that were still slightly dubious um, and it's, it's again it's that unity and coming together as a, as a football club which takes perfectly on the last night we, we sat here in uh, at the beginning of the month the beginning of September we just beat Birmingham and we were looking forward to this month and thinking what we could get out of it and where we'd be and we've got two points well the international break completely trashed everything but the good news is well it wasn't the, the international break it was the complete de demolition yeah, of the midfield by the sale of James McCaffrey. Transfer window, yeah, yeah, the end of the transfer window. But the good news is, we've got another international break coming up, so hopefully everything will turn back around. Five more new players? Yeah, yeah. from the loan market. And, <laughs> and, Grant Holt's gone now. He's gone out well, that, that for me is the real win. <laughs> right, anyway, so, so Bournemouth was pretty poor. Monday, there was, and Sunday and Monday there was loads of rumours flying around everywhere about about stuff, what was going on behind yeah, the scenes. I heard in Tesco that Rosberg had gone. You started the most of them, Yeah, well, I didn't know. No, I might have publicised one or two, but I didn't start any of them. didn't start any of them. Um, and we was wondering what Tuesday was going to bring. So Tuesday rolls along, apparently Dave Whelan storms into the dressing room, and he, he didn't kick any ass, in fact what he did, he gave everybody reassurances, told them how important it was that they played together, worked for each other, and it, it did the trick. Now, guys have got some stats from, from the Nottingham Forest game, haven't you, Boris? I have, yeah, the stats from the game Wigan versus Nottingham Forest. Possession, 56% to Wigan and 44% to Forest. Attempts, Wigan managed 13, Forest 9. On target, both teams managed just two on target. Fouls committed, 19 by Latics, 19 by Forrest. Wigan got one yellow card, Forrest got three. The result, nil-nil. Mm. Can I say one thing about the referee? Well, we're gonna do, well, what we're going to do is uh, introduce a new feature this week called uh, Ref Watch. All right. And obviously uh, the referee on Tuesday night was Kevin Wright. Uh, yes. 
He's a bit of a rum, rum card, I believe, Kevin Wright. He's from Peterborough, big Peterborough fan. So um, that's, that's, you know, nice that you're supporting your own team. Uh, he spent most of his life down in the lower leagues and he's got quite a bit of a sense of humour. Go on, Gareth, what was you going to say about him? He's got a new whistle because he tried it out a lot yesterday, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> he likes to talk as well. <laughs> Do you know what, I, I, I was watching that game last night and I'm, I'm in the south stand, so when it's in the far half, it's very difficult from, from the vision point of view. But I sat there amazed last night. He gave three kicks away and I don't know what some of them were for. Mm. Because I thought he was just mm. too whistlapply, I really did. Yeah, I thought he did all right. I thought he was one of the best refs we've seen in a long time. The yeah. only problem I had with him was the lectures in between the whistles. It's, uh, he seemed to hold played up for two or three minutes talking to the players about what they'd done wrong. I'm pretty sure they knew what they'd done wrong. But, uh, I think you have to agree the fact that he was uh, he was good for both teams. Yeah, and, in that and, he yeah. stopped he stopped the game for three quarters of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it was it, he didn't miss a single thing you'll say that about him he had eyes like it well, he brought some bad into it he, he, yeah. he let play go on which I thought was a good point he played on and then if it didn't develop he brought it back yeah but the thing is he didn't develop it was like well I was seeing if it was an advantage and then like Terry said he gave him a lecture yeah it was, <laughs> it was like it was, it's like becoming like a game of bloody rugby union you know yeah. you play on for about seven oh no the first penalty was back over it it was like no for goodness sake either let it go yeah. blow as soon as it happens. Because that must what? have properly frustrated Forrest because they were playing this oh. tactic of quick free kick, get it done on the floor and pass yeah. it straight away, a bit like Martin is. But well, that, that every time they tried to do it, that. it was, yeah, every time they tried to do it, it was either from wrong pig in place yeah. or they were trying to kick it against a wicked player to get a, and get a boot. Yeah. It's yeah. never worked, well, ever. Couldn't they have got boots for ungentlemanly conduct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they seem to have a little bit of nasty about them. I don't mm. know if, if you notice Stuart Pearce on the line, the ball, when the ball went yeah, out, threw it throw in. Yeah. He picked it up and then threw it down the threw line. And all the crowd booed him. Yeah. I don't know the name of the lad, but the big lad up front, the number... Antonio. Antonio. He, he, he had a dig. Yeah. Absolutely. He was actually... I watched him. Mm. I watched him on a couple of free kicks. He was actually going round, grabbing older people mm. and just shoving them out of the way. Mm -hmm. And he tried it with... Man Mancini had kicked you know, all three times off the ball. Three times we saw him kick him off um, the ball. Mancini? Mancini. Mancini's brother, Mancini. Yeah. Mancini, Mancini. Yeah. Actually kicked him all three yeah. times. What we, yeah. we, we saw. Well, was, there was an awful lot of protesting, wasn't there? I know yeah. there was a couple of a couple of their players flouncing around when oh, they didn't get decisions. Just before I forget, it's strange one, Stuart Pierce. He's never spoke to the press before the game, and he didn't speak to them after. I don't know if it's a taxi tactic of his, but he didn't speak to the, their official website either, mm. no. so I don't know if he, uh, if this is something he does and do, mm. he let his coaches speak, didn't he? I, I, I was talking to uh, quite a few Nottingham Forest uh, supporters before the game, and they've never heard uh, Pierce talk after a game either, so. Right, so there must be something in that. Mm, yeah. Right, anyway, so, Forest game, straight away, teams read out, there's changes, we've got the back in the side, McLean's playing, We've got uh, McManaman on the right, McLean on the left, quite an attacking formation. We go to a back four, uh, Keenan's out, injured I believe, and uh, Putch, Boyce, Ramis, Taylor, Cowie in midfield. Anybody think Cowie had a good game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anybody think Chris had a good game? Yeah. yeah. 
fantastic. Fairly good, yes. So I'm not, I'll just on my own there. Yeah, I will. Using yeah. birthday yesterday as well. Yeah. Started off a bit slow, but... 20, 21st, I think yeah. you might have had a celebratory drink afterwards. Yeah. If, if you go back to the Ipswich game, where I was saying that the, the centre circle was empty at periods, you're almost putting out a missing persons report for the midfield, saying, you know, because we've not seen them. Last night was absolutely spot on. They were solid. I, I, for me, one of the things I was looking at because of it was a weakness I'd spotted at Blackburn and Ipswich. They weren't pushed off. I saw Hughes get pushed off the ball once, where basically the man came pushing through the back of him with enough force to shift him, but not enough to attract the attention of the ref. And I only saw that once, and I'd seen that umpteen times against Blackburn and Ipswich. Cavis was solid. Um, you know, Cowie was all over the place. The, you know. Fantastic performance in the old midfield, and um, you know, McLean helping out. Spot on. In the first half, I mean, we castigated our, our strikers for missing chances, but uh, Mikel Antonio missed an absolute open goal. If you remember, well, you, look, yeah, right. you look at it on the highlights, and it looks like he's missed an absolute sitter. But in real time, it didn't seem so bad. It was a bit of a snapshot, really, wasn't it? Just. He was my yeah. Well, from my well, I'm at the other end of the ground, and I thought the ball across was it with real venom, and I thought it did well to get on the end of it. I've got to be honest with you. If he'd have actually connected with that as a goal, it would have been goal of the season. It was how he managed to actually get to it. There was no way he could control the direction of that. He just actually put his foot against it. But it, it was remarkable. A bit like Fortunis last season against QPR in the playoffs. Yeah, that, yeah. that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then within within what ten minutes, McLean's done his magic run, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. Not it to Zillow. He's done some sort of lob, and McLean's done the uh, the old pirouette in mid air, and, and that was a, that would have been a tremendous. That was goal. brilliant, yeah. brilliant, yeah. and that's mm. tough to do. I mean, the coordination you need to connect with that. Probably one in a hundred, right? You know, and he almost pulled it off. Mm. Uh, Great technique, kept his eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant connection. That's really tough to do. I think if something like that had gone in, it'd really have lifted our confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Gone yeah. On goal to, like that would, gone on uh, to win. would do wonders. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed with uh, Britta Longer. I know he didn't do too much, but his touch and his pace, I thought, was mm. was, was really I, good. Particularly first half. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably because he's closer to our end of first half. But he, he, he looked like he had a bit of something about him. Well, considering just over a year ago he was playing non-league football, that lad. Yeah. So he's uh, he's, he's definitely. It shows you that there's some gems out there, don't it? Oh yeah. He picks up. Uh, he looks he looks like he could be a good player. He does. Really impressed with him. But uh, having said that, I thought both Ramis and Boyce shackled him well in the first half. I thought Boyce used a lot of his experience the way he dealt with him rather than um, trying to sort him out with his pace, which we know he hasn't got. Yes. Um, but so Boyce was playing really well and then obviously he went off didn't well, he? Well you, you consider that and you know he played a chunk of that on a what I presume was a bad ankle I thought I presume he'd gone over yeah, on his ankle and half like that. yeah he played a good chunk with that yeah. and you could tell in between sort of passages of play where he was feeling it and tweaking it and it was no surprise to see him get replaced at that time. I don't think anybody saw it. That happened when he was in the other team's penalty. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 to come down yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. collapsed. It was, it was from a corner. It it was was from uh, the corner. At the back post, he won, he won the header and then. It, he tried it, to get it, up it, and then he it, it did get up immediately. Yeah, and then and he went he, back down. Then he went yeah, back down. went to him, didn't he? I thought it was an head injury because I'm right close to where that was. At first, I thought it's an head injury. 
And I'm surprised the ref didn't blow up considering he did all that, looking back. Yeah, it was a goalkeeper who came up to him. But yeah, he wouldn't was, get yeah. up, and then the referee finally saw him and gave back up. But yeah, that that was from. So he's played. That was that was early on, Matt. That was about 15 minutes. Yeah, so he's played on for half an hour. He left the ground on crutches and a uh, yeah. cast on his leg as well. Last yeah. night, so it was a good effort to complete the half after that. Yeah. If he sustained injury there, and well, then yeah, if you're playing on one leg, uh, yes, so. Yeah. Leon Burnett came on. Different type of footballer to Boise, but I played pretty well. I thought he was. Well, just what we've missed. We yeah. Yeah. You saw some of them commanding challenges when the ball's there to be won. He was there. Uh, I, I, th- I think particularly him and Ramesh were strong in the air last night because there was a few there was a few balls stuck up that way. And Boyce too. No, nothing. Yeah, I, I mean Boyce in the first half, but towards the back end of the game, you were just you felt there was a degree of solidity there. The two no prisoners, though, Barney, did it? No, he, he never was, does. No. And he's a type of centre half you in this division, especially against the big, type of centre yeah, the big centre forwards. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who Stand over and pass me if you will, you know. It worries me at times though. Uh, he can be a little bit clumsy, and it's his first reaction if he loses ball. But if he does it in the box, he always grabs. He always grabs players, and there was on two occasions last night. I just thought. If I was playing against him, I'd have gone down there, and he did a lot of penalty as well. Yeah, just talking about that, something that's, I've been talking about with somebody today. If we were still, if we were in the Premier League, does anybody think Matt Manaman would have been sent off last night? No. Oh no. Because. Go on. The reasons why. I think he would have been. I think he would have got two yellows last night for two things. That yeah, well, all right. Uh, he wouldn't have got a straight red for the tackle. No. What you're referring to? Yeah. Because you know there was no. Out of course, yeah. yeah but, and but. I'm surprised he didn't get a yellow card for his reaction when he pushed yeah, the guy. Yeah. That that was, the two it would have been. So it could have been. It wouldn't have, never a straight red though for that tackle. No, no, no. Studs weren't no, showing. No. But you could see why a yellow card could be given for that challenge because yeah. it was a sliding challenge. In the Premier League, without a doubt, either got a yellow card. Was he in control? You can ask the question. Did, I don't think he was. Kid, did they? No. He got it. was a throw in. No, it, it went a for a throw, and then there was yeah. a bit of. Uh, bit of birdie birdie he pushed the lad in the back now you could argue that he could have got two, it could have added up to two yellows <laughs> yeah. but the, the challenge well, I don't mean, no 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 the one where, where I was thinking about him shoving was when he, he took Lichai on early on in the game and went down the wing heavy touch heavy touch and slid in yeah and then but the, the, the two footed challenge I'm referring to happened um, in the same half but down, down in a yeah. towards over goal Round right about ES7 oh. mark. Oh, right, well. He was on the truss, because for me, McManaman never tracked. What James McLean gives you, what McManaman doesn't, he tracks back. Yeah. McManaman doesn't. But when he does track back, he tends to do those, those channels like he did on her dryer against uh, Newcastle. The frightening <laughs> ones. You, th- you know, and, and, uh, and I thought he did one last night, so I, th- I thought he could have had a yellow for the push. And then a yellow. It was probably. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of it. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't remember, remember that. No, every, remember every, every sliding saddle you go into is not a yellow card. No, know? no, no. So but this was. This was. Uh, was he I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I was in E6, so it was an E7, so I missed it. Yeah. Uh, I know which saddle you're talking about. I do too. It, it's. It's. I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't think Mike Manaman should have been sent off. No, I don't think he should have been sent off. I'm just saying, if we were still in the Premier League. You know the way the way yeah, those, I know, those I know games are refereed. About. Mm. So I just think it's part of football. That's all we're doing. Yeah, we're debating it. Yeah, they're number nine. 
he should have got another card, it's second half, but when the referee mm. pulled him to one side and realised who it was, he gave him a lecture. Yeah, I, and I then, that. And, and the, the guy, who, the guy who brought McLean down just outside the box. Now everybody said, "Well, yeah. that's a red card because he was here or he was there." But it was a professional foul. Mm. Cynical. It was very cynical, and it was a professional foul. McLean was he gone? And he's, he hurt McLean as well. He hurt him he as hurt well. It. He caught the ankle. Bang! Right there. It, it's not that. Okay, he was covered. This guy was here, and this guy was there. But it was a cynical professional foe, and I, I, I turned around and I said to the guy inside of me, I said, that could be a red card, you know. Very similar to the Maloney incident last week, but yellow at the most. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Flying two footy challenges don't, you know, don't even get a free kick, so yeah. you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a red card <laughs> for a trip, are you? Oh, but well, this was just outside the penalty yeah. box, which is different from Maloney because Maloney was on the halfway line, yeah. so it's completely yeah. different. Mm, I think it was. Maybe 35, 40 yards out. Yeah, yeah, McLean last night was heading into McLean. the penalty box when it was brought which is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it should have been a red, I'm saying at the time I thought it might have been. He was unlucky too, McLean, with his, uh, with his tremendous run in the second half, wasn't he? Yes. He didn't run past three defenders, he ran through them. The run itself deserved yeah. the goal. And then it was on his right Unfortunately, he's just got yeah, along himself. Yeah, well, in the first half, well, he did virtually the same, didn't he? Where he took on players, and, and uh, you know, yeah. and it's like great. Well done. This is what we like to see. I don't know if you noticed or not last night as well, though. We were actually trying shots from outside the box. Yeah. You know, I know Ramis did one right at the end, which was a bit crap, but <laughs> but <laughs> there was a couple of times where we had a pop outside the box, and I'm thinking, well, at least we're trying now. Yeah, Hughes had a couple yeah. outside the box, which uh, which sailed over and. Uh, but, you know, you've got to do that sometimes. The McLean chance was massive, massive chance. He just couldn't set himself, and I think he just snatched at it. I think yeah. if he kept his cool a little bit, I think he could have got a decent strike on that, even though his body probably weren't set in the right position. End of the day, do you think it was a fair result? Nil apiece. Yeah. Yes. Point each. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I think if you look absolutely. at Saturday, you've got to say, the, the, it was 100% determined, it was physical, and it was We good. stood up to them as well. We did. Right? I, yeah. thought we, I thought we outmuscled them in that midfield, yeah. as Paul said. And it was great as well to see players, staff, fans, chairman, all getting behind each other. Well, well, I was going to mention that. One of the best things of the night for me was when all the crowd got up and they were all chanting the manager's name. Mm. It sort of showed a unity there. Solidarity. That, yeah, that we need at these times, yeah. isn't it? Yep. It's easy to chant the manager's name when you're top of the league, but when you're struggling down at the wrong end and you're well, playing I, rubbish. I mean, let's be fair, last night it wasn't rubbish, it wasn't a struggle. You were playing the team that was runaway leaders. You've, at the very least, matched them, if not bettered them, albeit not by the result. And off the back of last night's performance, you've proved that if you stick together and stick with the effort and, and <coughs> try hard and play well, you finish wherever we fancy in this league. But are they running away with it, Gareth? No, that's three on the trot, nil nil. Well, no, they, they, they were on the other side. On the other side, the runaway leaders is what I said. On the other side of the coin, I was talking to Forest get and they did not expect to win this game last night. Well, they never beat us, do they? That's why. No, they, 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 never they thorough, they're injury problems, this, that, and the other. They're Just not following on from what you said there, Robert, about how, how, how physical Wigan got into it last <laughs> night and stood up against them. First time we've seen it for a while. Yeah. Um, you could see the passion in the team last night. Yeah. 
you could actually smell yeah. the team spirit yeah. up in up in up in row MM in the East Stand. So if I can be negative, that's that. Where the hell has it been for the last bloody four weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Was and it the tempo as well? We played at a mile high tempo. Where's that been as well? It was it was enjoyed, it's and so much so was I enjoying it last night. I was a bit peed off that we didn't win the game. But it's but a start then, though, isn't it? It's a start. But, yeah, but the, my, my mate who was with me turned around and says, "You're just being greedy, though, mate." He says, "Now this is a United fan who came to the game with me last night," and he turned around and he says, "Mate, for a nil-nil draw, that wasn't a bloody bad game." No, apparently though, somebody told me say that Tony Cotty's on on uh, Sky Sports doing this, doing a little bit of commentary for him. So it was awful. Yeah, but he, he's I mean, he watching it. Listen to him. Yeah, he's it's exactly. crap. Yeah, it's crap. Get a proper job. It was one of the best nil-nils that I've seen. You know, seeing the stuff off the ball, what was going on, everything about it yeah. was exciting. It was uninteresting, yeah. It was in, right, in right. difficult conditions. Yeah, yeah but don't forget yeah, that rain. Yeah. Look, at, we pass, oh. look at the way both teams passed the ball, and it was absolutely teaming day at times, though. Yeah, that can contribute. And it makes them, them people on yeah. Sky, they only actually watch half the game. No. Because if you watch them on Sky Sport, they've always got the back to the field. Yeah, yeah. So they, they don't watch it anyway, mm -hmm. do they? Mm -hmm. No, no they're probably watching City and. Probably watching that until the monitor won it. Anyway, so uh, we come away from there and uh, a good point. We all agree. Could be the start. One, one criticism. Oh, no. not so much criticism, but one place where I thought I I wouldn't have done what the gaffer did, and that was when Cowie came off and Riera came on. I'd have put Forshaw on then because mm. that was the point where we conceded that midfield dominance. And that was the point where Forrest looked dangerous for ten minutes, and then the last ten minutes was kind of end to end. And I'll stick up. I'll stick up for Rossler here. He sacrificed a little bit of midfield to try to score a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I'm, and I'm, that's I'm, the way I looked at it when he brought yeah. that on. I thought at least this guy's trying to score, which yeah. I'd never seen him do for the last ten games. Yeah, I've got. I, I absolutely understand that, and and I can see what he was doing. I I just given that. A lack of control in the midfield has been our problem over the last few few weeks. Having got it there in that game, I would have been a bit more reluctant to give okay. it up. Settling for the draw instead of going for the no, win. no, not settling for the draw. I, putting more forwards on doesn't mean you're more likely. No, to no, score. no. I'm just saying that. But you're, controlling you're, that midfield, yeah, but still you're, you're still putting a little bit of balance on the front. Right? Means yeah. you will create more chances. Yeah, I, I think if Forshaw had come on, we'd have created more than what we actually did. Right. I'm, I'm, I want to know what they did between Saturday. And Tuesday. Well, Prussia, and if they, they did, a, they had a meeting. Right. Well, the players, so they should have another one. So they should have another one. They've had a kick-ass meeting. They should yeah. kick, kick one another's asses, right, all, all the way around Christopher Park. Then they should let the little Rottweiler go back in the dressing room again, Mr. DW, right. <laughs> and then, well, because what I want is I want more of what I saw last this night. This is the start of it, isn't it? What happened on, on last night is over the start mm. of the catalyst and we, we move on. Right, talking of moving on, we'll move on now. Now, just something I'd like to bring to the table, Mince. something we've not really spoke about, uh, and it's around team selection. At the start of the season, um, Rosler said, uh, uh, I'm going to put who I consider to be my number one keeper in the next for the first game, which he did. Scott Carson came along. Now, there were some people who were saying, oh, I'm not so sure about that, mm -hmm. and, you know, he's only the better keeper. Um, what do we think? I mean, personally, I think Carson's been top class this season so far. Can I say one thing about Scott Carson? Uh, and particularly last night. We're talking about McLean getting pulled down and Maloney and uh, Delote was still at the side of the ball. And Carson came up to the halfway line 
and he pointed at Ramis and he said, get in the box. Did anybody else notice this? Mm, yes. Almost to the halfway line. And, yeah. and Ramis was pointing to the sideline and going like this. Yeah, sweep it deep. And Carson, for a whole <laughs> minute, said, get in the yeah. bloody box. And you could see what he was yeah. saying to him. Eh? Mm. And Ramis is going like this. Yeah. Now, that's a leader. Mm. A goalkeeper comes out. He knows Ramis is the most important person. He's the best header of the ball we have. Might not be the tallest, but he's the best header of the ball. And he's up there, and he's saying, "Get in there!" And Ramos says, "I don't know if anybody else knows yeah, that." But, I sure that. Yeah. but he's, he's throwing it. I, I didn't realise he was targeting Ramos, but he's throwing an extra. Oh, yeah, extra he, was, he went there. right up yeah. to Ramos, and he said, "Get in the box!" Right, the so up there, playing us, been playing sweet. Casting over, over Allen, then. Well, has he justified his selection? Oh, absolutely, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, no question. His kicking game as well, his kicking game has been a lot better yeah. than Ali's. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to knock it, I don't like knocking players, but Ali's kicking game has gone off a little bit. But you look at, like, he made two cracking saves last night, didn't he? Yeah. For me, at the start of the season, you needed a funny-shaped coin, because you needed a coin with three heads, or three tails, or a mix of the three. Because all three are brilliant keepers, you could have put whichever one in, and if, they had, if, if whichever keeper you'd have given that slot to hadn't made any mistakes, You'd have just sat there and said, do you know what, that was a cracking choice. If one of them had dro made, dropped a couple of mistakes, I was going to swear then, but you'd tell me off for that. Um, you'd have hauled him off, got a two-sided coin, tossed it and put one of the other two in. Scott Carson got it to start with, what's he, you know, what's he yeah. done wrong? But he builds his confidence as well, isn't he? You're my number one, you're in. But he's also a leader at the back. He, he's mouthing all the time. He's constantly telling his defenders what to watch out for word of ball. You watch Scott Carson, and he's like that all the time. But this is how it should be throughout the rest of the team as well. Is if you're proving yourself as being the best choice in that position, you should get the shirt. Absolutely. You should get the, the call. Absolutely. I'm not too totally convinced that has been applied to the rest of the team. Right then. Saturday. Gareth. We're in the black country, playing Wolverhampton Wanderers, who we've met in our history not so many times. To be to be honest, we've only played on fourteen times. We've won six of those. Wolves have got five wins, and we've got three draws. I still remember the first time we played them. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Back in the nineteen eighties, Steve Bull was centre forward for them. He just got relegated from the third to the fourth division, as they were called then, and we whopped them five five three, I think, or five two down here at Springfield Park. I mean, both clubs have come a long way since then. Mm. You know, we spent a lot of time in the, in the Premier League, but we dropped down to do it. And they dropped down to the bottom league and, and almost went bust at one point. And they, 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 you know, they, they revitalised that club. Um, Kenny Jacket went in last year, did a good job with them, got promoted. Took one of our players, knew a dick off, we all mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. that. Uh, how are they doing this season? Gareth? They're doing very well. They play actually tonight. They've only played nine games so far. They play the tenth game against Huddersfield tonight. Who's that at? At, uh, at Wolves. Right, okay. Yeah, at home. So, so there's a chance of getting another three points. They're doing very well. Uh, up to now, played nine, won five, drawn three, lost just one. Four eleven against six goals, which actually is the best in the championship. So Defence? Yeah. Yeah, they've not scored as many as those though, have they? So they're not scoring a lot. No, that's very we scored 12 aren't we and they've only got 11 I know we've played a game more but we're 19th and they're 6th are they 6th at the they're moment 6th yeah 6th so they're not prolific scorers no not when you consider the last game they scored 3 so yeah well, was that a way at Reading that one that was a way at Reading oh, yeah. it's a good result isn't it yeah. the draw that were it 3 apiece 
Yeah. I can see that because it's written down in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so before then, it was a George Graham affair, was it? And that's the yeah, far yeah. and away the highest scoring game of the season. Very tight, haven't they? Been very tight. So who's the top scorer? The top scorer is Nwadikor. <laughs> With how many? With three goals. Right. And also Bakari Sacco's got three goals. Okay. Yeah, he's got this like, yeah. uh, guy on wall, haven't they? From Hull. Yannick Sagbo. Yannick Sagbo. Oh, he was uh, linked with him a little bit, wasn't he? Scores less than... Fortuna. Fortuna. Stop stop dissing my first choice attacking line, (laughs) you know. I wonder what what, uh, bonus holds on if he scores for Huddersfield today. I don't know. The same holds in on a defeat. Yorkshire puddings. Dog food. It's an away game, isn't it? Yeah. One of the first ever away games at Wolverhampton, my mate met one of the celebrity Wolverhampton fans. Not the older? Nope. And he actually bought this celebrity a pint. He was that pleased to see him. Uh-huh. Robert Plant. Oh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Lead, 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 lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Stuart Wessel, have He's quite a wolf nut. Yeah. I think you've just picked the music for tonight's podcast. <laughs> uh, the referee is Andy Davis. He's been refereeing now for three seasons, even though he's 39. So he's, uh, he's not been around, so this is his first game for our club. He was going to, to do his last season down at Brighton, but he got changed at last minute. Uh, he's done six games this season, 24 yellows, one red. This is his first championship game. He's only refed six games at this level previously, so he's not a lot of experience. Uh, so we'll see how he goes on with it. Because they always get big home crowds down there, don't they? And even when there was... In League One, they were getting 20,000. 20, mm. so. A fairly high card ratio there as well. We better watch out, I think. You better be aware. Better watch out if you've got long black hair. Or we can do. So, six yellows, uh, 24 yellows in six games equates to. Four again. Four again. Not that. You should have known that being a maths teacher, Barry. You've seen if, if you, you know, you, you listen to it. was four, yeah. Four last night, wasn't it? Yeah. So how do we think it's going to go? What did you see, Gareth, Saturday? What do you think is going to happen? See, first of all, team-wise, do you think we'll go with the same 11? Or do you think they'll... I think Bosch will be out, do you? Yeah, yeah. Until I'd, I'd like to see Burnett, but I thought Burnett played well the second half. Yeah. Some of, mm-hmm. his, some of his headers clear were, you know, yep. very he, small. He was perhaps. the rock in the middle in the centre-half. Yeah. He doesn't edit two yards, does he? he? No, he was fighting for I'd his like player, wasn't he? I'd like to see um, McLean again. I thought McLean was terrific last night. And if I can say one word of criticism for last night, I thought McManaman was very frustrated. I know the fullback did a, did a job on him, but he didn't do enough for me, Callum McManaman, no. last night. No, I, I, I agree with Gareth. I do agree with Gareth, and I, I, um, I was not surprised when he got uh, taken off. It did look frustrated, especially in that second half. Mm. And uh, for me, I think he should um, perhaps bench him with a view to looking at a different kind of starting formation on. Um, Sander. Can I say something on his behalf? Yeah, of course. If I'm allowed to? No. Okay, <laughs> then I'll shut up. No, carry on. But I've seen, I seen two games, Ipswich and uh, of course the game last night. But every time I notice Callum had to come back to his own halfway line, or be in, inside his own half to pick the ball up. Now he's, he's single-minded. And tonight, uh, last night particularly, every time he got the ball on the halfway line, you notice he stuck it ten yards in front of him and thought he could outrace the other guy. Last night he couldn't. 
because that fullback had him in his pocket. So that's match. a way McManaman, but it, it, as a winger, a tricky winger, what? Um, no, I'll carry on. I'm just, I'll say my bit in it. Rob's right. shaking his head. As a tricky winger, I'd like to see McManaman pick the ball up outside the penalty area. Like it, you know, we've seen him against Manchester City and, and go around in the penalty area. But I've noticed the last two times he's had to come back to his own halfway then to, to get the ball, and that's not his game. With well, regards to McManaman, I thought he had that full-back on toast in that first half. He skinned him about four or five times. I, I completely agree with that. He did, he did nothing wrong. I, I mean, you can criticise his fitness levels. Um, obviously, he's not completed 90 minutes yet this <coughs> season. I think Rosler took him off before his schedule lower last night. I think he gave him 58 minutes. I think that's a big criticism of him where he's got to work on his fitness and tracking back. He doesn't offer what Barry said earlier about what McLean does. But I think as far as with the ball at his feet is by far the best attacking football we've got in this side. He offers us lots of width and I think, I think he's been our main attacking threat this season. After the first 15 minutes things changed. We shifted more towards the left hand side so we saw a lot less of the ball. Well, they, they shifted as well and there was a the centre half got closer to the fullback, hmm. so that when he was taking McManaman on, that fullback had support. Uh, sorry, when McManaman was taking him on, I agree with you. <coughs> I agree entirely with you about the ball. first half performance. <laughs> I do think the so second half performance though, he lost his way. He's off he lost way. his way. I, th I think it's his fitness issues. Well, I don't think so. I think I what it was is what is some of the things what Maloney did when he came on as well, which infuriates me, wow. is he get he beats his man, he gets to the byline. And then he tries to find somebody else to beat as well, instead of just getting rid of it. Yeah. And Maloney was guilty of doing a couple of that a couple of times last night when he came on as well. But I do think perhaps putting him on the bench and having him as an impact player, because for me, he could turn wingers inside out. He can turn anybody inside out. I like seeing us with both McLean and McManaman on the Yeah, I, I think that's what I think. Uh, more than anything, I think it offers us a better balance. Well, I, I think Malone is wasted out on that wing and he's just in the wrong position Oper operating as a front three then with them two playing wide and some one, one in the middle or as operating from midfield as two wide uh, midfielders I'd rather see him from wide midfielders not as a front three because they're not, they're not getting there's not, there's, I think if you're playing as a front three I think well, I think this was happened, what happened against Ipswich they were sort of in no, no man's land yeah I don't, yeah. they weren't wide enough yeah. to offer us great width, but they weren't close enough to offer support to yeah. the striker. I think, the fa uh, for me, the uh, best formation for Wigan at the moment, with the current players we have, with the setup we've got, for me, would be 3 5 2. And them two playing as wide midfielders. 3 2 3 2. 3 2 3 2. That's, that's what I would play. Right, anyway, uh, as I was saying, <coughs> Gareth, how do you think we're going to go on Saturday? No, yeah, yeah, no, I think Barry's uh, correctly so trying to get back to the Wolves game. We've yeah. gone off on a bit of a tangent. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Back to the Wolves game. Boring. It's tight down though. They don't concede a lot of goals, but they don't score a lot. But with our form last night, I'm hoping we're going to get a two of them. Two apiece. Two apiece. Rob? Yeah, difficult game. Obviously, not lost much this season. Home crowd behind them. But I see last night as. I think we know what we're capable of now and I think that's set the precedent going forward in future games and I'd like to see Boyce coming, well going out the side for Burnett 
I'd like to see possibly Forshaw for Cowie, even though I know we dominated that midfield battle. I still don't think we created enough. So I'd like to see that. And I'd like to see Riera in for the law. And I think we'll take all three points with that. Very good. Paul? Like Rob says, I think last night we discovered or realised what we're capable of. And I don't think that's so much the, the supporters realising that. I think the players need to understand that and realise that and I think they've got a bit of that last night great foundation last night build on that establish that you can go win away and then just put the old cliche of the season has started properly and, and, and start building and moving up the division um, so I'll go with a, a solid 1-0 win Terry? Hmm yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, last night was certainly an improvement. It, it was just, uh, just passion or something like that, which which every team needs. But I just can't see him going to Wolves and scoring. So I'll go two nothing Wolves. Mate, Terry, come on! All right, one nothing. Right, fair enough, fair enough. An emphatic four nil victory to Wigan Athletic. <laughs> Always the optimist. I think it's going to be a low scoring game but I do think we will score we'll make the breakthrough and I'm hopeful that we'll win by that goal 1-0 I think it's going to be another tight game and it'll be uh, nil apiece is what I'm going for nil apiece so you know we've been so buoyant tonight so buoyant about last night and you're boring a lot of you well, uh, no, come on get stuck in lads come on yeah, that's, that's, hey get stuck in by all means I, that's, uh, I take us to win every week and we don't so <laughs> if I'm going for a nil nil fair enough Barry you know, fair fair enough. something has to change it's yeah, not tips is it it's hopes and yeah hopes and I wishes I certainly like didn't see enough last night for him to go out and win for nothing at once I hope you're going to keep me up to date with text messages on Saturday because I'm going to be walking around the shopping centres of Glasgow oh why don't mention the reverend <laughs> you know talking of that you know what at the last minute they said to him don't worry you don't vote no and what we'll do is we'll give you some more power yeah. I had a guy on the phone today kicking off because he said you know they said they give us some more power they haven't you know we've still got 240 volts before we finish tonight Dan's got a little bit of feedback for us Yes, thank you very much to everybody who's been tweeting to at PWU Podcast on Twitter. We've had Loonlatic, that's Loonlatic. L-U-N-E. L-U-N-Latic. Oh. He says, last week's podcast was the best in a long time. He got a sore neck from nodding and agreeing with everyone. So, he was a, <laughs> he was a fan of the big squad last week, I'm guessing. Right, good. And also, Square One Football have added PWU to their football podcast directory. So. Nice one, square one. Thank you very Cheers. much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right, um, well, that's it. I'm mean, talking of Saturday and uh, makes reference to Robert Plant there, uh, being a big Wolves fan. Yeah. Let's hope that, uh, you know, we're at the foot of the stairway to heaven now and we're going to start climbing that stairway. And I'd like to leave us this evening with one of the greatest tunes ever. So, on that note. <laughs> So <laughs> stay away to heaven from me. Oh, good, stay away from good night from us. Thank you.
All that glitters is gold And she's buying the stairway to heaven When she gets there she knows If the stores are all closed With a word she can get what she can
to heaven.